Hey friends, you're listening to the Difference Makers Podcast, and I'm your host, Jamie Mullins. On each monthly episode, we'll have a guest that will give us a peek into what it looks like for them to be a difference maker, a leader in the places God has given them influence. My hope is that it leaves you encouraged to use your gifts, passions, and story to go make a difference right where you are. Welcome. This is the very first episode of the Difference Makers podcast. We want to help equip and encourage leaders to make a difference right where they are. Each month, we will have a conversation with leaders who are changing their corner of the world. We can't wait to introduce you to these Difference Makers, some that you know and some that you may not know yet. We're going to talk to them about how they are using their gifts, passions, and story to make a difference in the places God has given them influence. We're gonna hear what's working for them, what's challenging them, how God is using them, and their hopes for the future. For this very first episode, I'm so excited to have our lead pastor, Toby Slough, with us. He's gonna share the vision God gave him for Cross Timbers Church and how that has led to equipping and encouraging difference makers in our community. It's gonna be fun, so buckle up, grab a cup of coffee as we dive in. So welcome, Toby. Well, thank you, Jamie. It's good to be here. We're so excited to have you. Thank you so much for joining us for our very first podcast. It's going to be a great time. I wish we had a confetti cannon in here to kick the kick our time off today. It would be great. I'm all for confetti cannon. So to, we're just going to go ahead and dive right in and, and talk about this idea of difference makers. And I'd love to have you start off by sharing a little bit about the Cross Timbers vision, the, the vision God gave you. It's been about 10 years ago now on our birthday. Yeah. Um, and how that's led to this concept of difference makers. Well, it's funny. Yeah, it's nine years, actually. This this The first Sunday in January, it was our 10-year birthday. And I've been asking the Lord for a word for us for the second 10 years at Cross Timbers, and uh, uh, he wouldn't give me anything. And a lot of times I'm asking God for something, I'll put a piece of paper and a pencil by my bed, mm-hmm. you know, hoping if I wake up, you know, there'll be something. And it was the night before we we're going to have our party, our big 10-year birthday, and I woke up in the middle of the night and sat up and started scribbling. And I woke up the next morning and remembered I'd written something down. It said, 10,000 spirit-filled, baptized believers walking in freedom, committing to meeting the needs of the poor and broken, both locally and around the world. Yeah. And I knew it was from the Lord. One, because I'm not a numbers guy. I never have really, as mm-hmm. you know, cared that much <laughs> about a number, just for number's sake. Uh, but it was, and it, and it was such a bigger dream than I could have ever imagined. So I got up the next night and freaked out everybody on our lead team and said, hey, I haven't told anyone this, but I really believe this is from the Lord. And we started talking about that that vision. It was interesting because, you know, I think a lot of times the Lord gives you a word and it evolves over time where you even fully understand mm-hmm. what he's trying to tell you. And at that point, everybody was trying to analyze it. Well, we have this many people coming to church, and yeah. how, how many more? And what does it mean by this? And what does it mean by this? And I was like, man, I don't know. I just know it's from the Lord. And and it was, I don't know, four, three, four, maybe five years later when I started talking about the next generation and legacy mm-hmm. is I just it contemplate. You know, that's been so deep in my heart. And it was like, you know, this really isn't a vision about 10,000 people. It's a vision about 10,000 leaders. Yeah. And it became my heart's cry, man. Just yeah. Let's build 10,000 leaders. Uh, that's how you change culture. That's right. You don't change culture by having a bigger church. Mm-hmm. You change culture by investing in and raising up young and old 
who who start seeing themselves as a leader and go back into their place in the marketplace and they carry the hope that's in them. Yeah. And all of a sudden their atmosphere changes. And before you know it, you change a school, a town, a city. And, mm-hmm. and my friend Michael Fletcher says, you know, we don't, we, we, the promise isn't to change the world, it's to change our world. Yeah. And so I'm deeply passionate about our county, our, our region. And I think we're poised, you know, to build those kind of, it's what keeps me up at night. Honestly, I get teary because what's kept me going. Yeah. You know, you do this as long as I've done it and you never quit caring, but you need passion. And my passion is seeing young leaders, especially, but all people begin to see themselves as a leader. And I watch guys in our church, women, men and women, and it's like, you don't even know right. how you're affecting culture around you. That's right. And uh, it encourages me. So you, you just said something that's interesting. There's so many people who don't realize how they're impacting uh, the, the areas around them. And I think it's because there's been this definition of leader that people think it's it's a position, that it's a positional leadership. So with that in mind and knowing your passion for people understanding what God's placed in them, how would you define leader? Well, I mean, simply for me, a leader is influence. It's really what it is. It's that leadership means that I'm the places that I step, people are different because I step there, mm-hmm. right? For good or for bad, it's influence. And, you know, Moses didn't think he was a leader, and there were three miles worth of people going into the wilderness. Who's the leader? Well, it's him up there. Well, no, <laughs> someone's following you. And it's, it's, it really is just, it's influence. It's, it's not positional. It's not, I mean, I'm, I rant and rave about an American view of leadership. It's yeah. not corporate leadership. You, you know, it's not, I hope I'm a leader not because I have communication skills. Mm. You know, the church is like, oh, you can preach, you're the leader. Yeah. Well, I, I want, I, that's positional leadership. I, I hope that I'm a leader because in the places off the stage that I live what I believe, that, that when I'm in a room, people are more positive because I'm more positive mm-hmm. or more authentic because I'm more authentic or whatever. And I watch so many like men in our church that they're like, well, I'm not a leader because I talk to men about it. Yeah, It's like, I'm just uh, filling the blank. And, and I watch like the places where they work and the neighborhoods they're in and their kids, baseball teams or whatever, they're different because they're there. Absolutely. Right? And so a huge part of the fight is just going... Like Christ in you, the hope of glory. I know I sound like a broken record, but it's <laughs> like if if there is hope within you, then wherever you step, the hope that's within you influences other people. Yeah. You don't have to be able to say anything or learn the five spiritual laws or preach a sermon. It's a lot of time it's the life you live that people see it. Mm-hmm. I watch guys, I could tell you 15 guys, the most unlike wouldn't know corporate like leadership. But like their little area of the world's different because they're in it. Yeah. So it's interesting if you were to ask people to name a person that they think of as a leader, they probably would name a CEO of a company mm-hmm. or the president or um, someone who has positional leadership. But then if you were to ask the question, who's had the most influence in your life, most of the time it's a parent or a teacher or a coach. So what is it that you think keeps people from seeing themselves as a leader? When we talk about, we believe that a leader is someone that's using their influence to make a difference. Why do you think people when they hear the word leader, they just say, no, that's not me. I'm just going to, um, that's not for me. I'm not a leader. Well, let's go back to Moses. Let's go all the way back to 40. I know we're on to something else, but yeah. let's go back to where we were. And when God said, 
basically you're a leader. Mm-hmm. The human tendency is to look at what we can't do. Mm. That's just our human tendency is, well, I can't be a leader. You know, Moses was, I can't, I'm stutter, I can't speak, I'm this or this or this. And when you talk to most people, our natural tendency is to look at things that we can't do. Yeah. And you lay that against an American picture of what makes a leader and you can't do those things. Right. And so automatically I'm not a leader as opposed to saying, Lord, what ground have you given me? I mean, mm. what can I do? Where, you know, I'm I'm working this nine to five and I'm in this corner cubicle and, but you place me here. That's and I right. think a lot of it, Jamie, is... It's like, I believe, I don't want to like over-spiritualize anything, but I believe like I live where I live for a reason. Mm-hmm. I, I work where I work for a reason. I mean, God placed me there. So if he placed me there, he placed me around all these young, I call it all you kids. Mm-hmm. The reason God placed me here is to help build you as leaders. And so if you see where you work, where you live, is where you go to school, is man, God like divinely ordained this, if right. you want to get churchy, mm-hmm. then what can I do in, with the ground that I have? And that, I mean, that's a lot of potential when it's, you start thinking about it. Sure it sure is. And I, there have been so many stories that have come out of this place, out of Cross Timbers, people who have had a light bulb moment that say, it's not about a position. It's not about a specific set of skills that I have to have, but they've, they've taken their unique gifts, their stories, the places that they've actually had pain and they've turned that into their purpose and they've seen God change their little corner of the world because of that light bulb moment. So can you share maybe a favorite story of someone that you can think of that they had that light bulb moment and they're now a difference maker? Yeah, I, I mean, you, you boil it down to one. I, I can tell you about one friend of mine here whose marriage blew up. And uh, I mean, I was in the ugly mess of it. Mm. And he made some really bad decisions. And Mike and I were at his house. Micah was in tears begging him not to leave. And he left and the marriage blew up. And grace of God, lots of praying, lots of hoping at some point he came back and God put his marriage back together. Hmm. And like, I have watched this guy with young married men. Hmm. You know, he tells his story. We did a documentary here, 35 minutes on the same. He, them telling their story, it was unbelievable. And all the time I get calls and they want to talk to him. Hmm. And he is always available for those guys. And his story is out of his brokenness. It's not out of his strength. It's about he can say something I could never say. He can say, yeah, I thought that too. Yeah, I thought that too. Yeah, I was there too. Yeah. And there's an identity. You know, that's the place that he leads. Now, corporately, he's a leader in the corporate sense of America. Right. But his kingdom leadership happens in those places nobody knows, mm-hmm. nobody sees. And it's just being available and vulnerable. And once you're available and you'll be vulnerable... God will use you. Goodness, and I just think about, we talk about a lot at Cross Timbers about the the kingdom principle of multiplication, like the the amount of multiplication mm. that's now happening through his story and that it's not just their marriage that's been changed or their family unit, but the probably hundreds of families that have now been changed because of his willingness to step out and use the places of pain in his story. So um, that's how we're gonna get to 10,000, right? It's through that type of multiplication. So do you want to share a little bit about about that concept? Yeah, you know, the word that we've been giving our staff as we move into a new year for them internally has been this word multiply. Mm-hmm. And when we launch out in this new investment into kingdom leaders 
calling 10K Tuesday that I've talked about. It's I want to talk the first. I'll do whatever the team wants me to do, except for the first one. We talk about <laughs> multiply. Yeah, I feel so strongly. the 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 math of the kingdom is not addition; it's multiplication. Right. Unless a unless a, a, a single seed dies and falls to the ground, and we know that when a seed dies and falls to the ground, it's hundreds of seeds. It's a little leaven that leavens the loaf. It's not adding; it's multiplying. That's the math of the kingdom. And so, when I begin to see my life as an opportunity to be multiplied through people, right? As opposed to just adding, I'm gonna just I'm gonna add value wherever I go. No, I, I think there's potential. I think that's where you start. You start right. with I want to add value. I want to influence. But then God opens your eyes to how that begins to multiply into people's lives. And the biggest lie of the enemy is you're the only one who's ever gone through that. Right. You're the only one who's ever felt that way. And when you get, again, available available and vulnerable, and you're able to share in that way, what God, what God wants to do in the kingdom is he wants to multiply it. Mm-hmm. And so it's... You know, it's it's God's greatest Amway plan. We, you know, was the old <laughs> joke. It's like it's not it's not three that you affect. You affect three who affect three. Right. And that's how t- you get ten thousand leaders. It's not me talking to ten thousand people. You investing in ten thousand people. Right. It's a hundred people deciding they're going to they're going to touch ten. Right. A hundred of your friends that are out, and now all of a sudden there's ten thousand. It's pretty crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned we've got we do we've got a lot of things that we're going to do to equip and resource leaders in 2019 and beyond. We're going to have these 10 K Tuesday services and we've got lead Academy, all of these ways that we're going to invest in leaders. But if there was one thing that you wanted the people that are listening today who may not have come to a 10 K Tuesday service yet, they may not be involved in our leadership development program. What's the one thing you would want them to walk away from this podcast today? Understanding. Just my dream would be, you would consider the possibility for the first time, instead of just shutting it out, nay-naying it, negating it, poo-pooing the idea, would you consider the possibility that God put you where he put you? In the apartment building, in the neighborhood, in the school district, in the county, in the city, in the job that you have, that he put you there because there's potential for you to bring influence to that place, to carry hope into that place. That you don't have to be obnoxious, you don't have to be an extrovert Mm -hmm. in the way God designed you, would you just consider maybe God put me there to use my unique personality, even my junk, and say, I think the first step is just to be willing to be willing. Right. You know, and I'm just wanting people to consider the possibility Mm -hmm. because most people won't consider it. So if I could just get you to just consider the possibility that God placed you there in this moment in time, to take what God's put in you and to influence somebody else. I think if you'll just be willing to be willing, watch what God does. That's right. Man, so if we would just be willing to consider the possibility, if we would start to look at this new year as an opportunity to say, God, I'm willing to be willing. If we'll look at the places that he's already put us in, where we live and the neighbors that live around us and the places that we work and where we go to school and just to say, God, I'm willing to be willing I can't imagine how much our, our year would change and how much the, the people around us would change. And we don't even have to learn anything new. We don't have to learn how to teach a message. We just say, God, I'm willing to use what you've already given me to make an impact in the world around me. I, it's gonna be, I can't imagine what God's gonna do this year. So 
Um, thank you so much, Toby, for, for joining us today. We're looking forward to our podcast next month. We're gonna have one of our leaders here with us. He's been an instrumental part of helping us to create this culture of leadership development at Cross Timbers. It's gonna be an amazing time. So I hope you'll join us next month for our episode of Difference Makers.